0: And you're listening to No Corner, the classic arcade, video arcade talk show thingy stuff.
1: I love our new slogan.
0: <laughs> that I, <laughs> that, uh, that uh, my, my friend Carrington and I do every single week, and you guys tune in, at least two or three of you. How are you, Carrington?
1: I'm amazing. Spread oh. the word. Oh, tell me why. Well, I just took a road trip to Chicago for the weekend to play arcade games. Oh, you lucky dog. It was awesome. It was totally, totally awesome. I had a super fun time.
0: You have to tell me how awesome it is.
1: I will tell you that. The effect why don't we just jump right into that? Sure. The, the first bit of news is I went to Chicago for the weekend. Woo! <laughs> and the primary reason I went was to go down to the grand reopening of the underground retrocade in Chicago. Well, technically, it's in Dundee. And I think it's in West Dundee. Like it, Dundee is this tiny, tiny little town Mm -hmm. that's essentially a a suburb of Chicago, is how, how it felt to me. It's attached to Chicago. And it's really not big enough to have an east and a west like you get there you're like come on guys really <laughs> but there but there is a river through the middle of it a river runs through it as they say, and there's a bridge over it and it used to be that on one side of the bridge we'll call it the right side of the bridge there was the underground retrocade right like right at the foot of the bridge It might as well have been on the bridge it was so close but alas there was flooding <laughs> when you're that close to a, a river I guess that's the the risk you take and so there was flooding and uh, it has now reopened on the other side of the bridge just but actually a few doors away so there's that that safety buffer now and they open on friday and i couldn't make it then but i did go down for saturday so i headed down and i got to hang out and meet scott scott Lambert, who who uh, owns and operates it and he was terrific it was terrific i had an amazing time there's a ton of games there they're really all classic games the newest stuff they have is uh, a couple of things from you know early 90s but really it's 40, 45 games there are just the 80s classics. And wow, there's nice. a bunch more to come as well because the, the, the main floor is big. It's like thousand square feet and there's games all over the place. And it's big enough that even with a large number of games, he's got them running down the two walls and there's enough space that instead of tightly packing them together on the left wall, everything's tilted a little bit. It's like tilted 30 degrees. And by doing that, not only do you make a little more space for the people who are playing the games, but it exposes the side art. So you get to stand there, and when you look down the line of them, you're seeing the side art of all the games, and it it's i took a photo of that so i'll stick it on our facebook page it looks great it's a great way to position arcades but of course back in the day you know space is at a premium so normally sure. you pack them together but it looked amazing so i was like i love what you've done with the angles here scott so it's like a thousand square feet there and right now there's because they're just still opening there's only power down the two sides so the two walls are lined with arcades but there's a Bunch in the center as well that simply don't have power yet. <laughs> so they're sort of waiting for the electrician and then, and then there'll be even more games. And it's the same amount of space in a basement and the same amount of space again upstairs. Now the immediate plans aren't to fill it with, you know, three times as many arcade games. Um, but who knows? Who knows what will come? So there's lots of room for expansion and it was a fantastic time. It's one of those places where you go. Uh, there's a few different payment options. I think there's one which I opted for, which is for just 15 bucks. You get to play as long as you want and you get a wristband. So you don't have to do it all right then. Like you can play for a bit. You can leave and you can come back and you li- and they're open till one in the morning. And so the lady who I think might be Scott's wife who was working the counter, uh, just said, you know, you got the wristband. So feel free to come and go as you please. And, and it's unlimited play. And it was fantastic. I had, awesome. I had a fantastic time. Really, really fun. Totally worth the trip.
0: I'm going to have to jump in my car some long weekend and head out there then. Well, when I was there, not only
1: was was that super fun, I've got a couple of friends who live in Chicago, so they took me out to dinner, and then they surprised me by taking me to another arcade, which Scott had mentioned while I was there. He kept saying, hey, you should go visit Docs, and it turns out that Docs is the Galloping Ghost, which is another oh, right, enormous, yeah. like, they have 400 games, so this enormous wow. arcade that I got to go to on Saturday evening, which I didn't even plan to go to, and I, got I was like, oh, what a good weekend, <laughs>
0: That sounds like a comparable number of games to something like Fun Spot. Uh,
1: well, when I went there, I thought there's no. I haven't been to Fun Spot, but Fun Spot can't be bigger than this, at least in terms of classic games. I know Fun Spot has a whole bunch of modern things and bowling and all these other things, so they've, there's a lot of floor space there. But I wonder if Fun Spot can actually have more games from the 80s because they had 400 working games just from the 80s and, and late 70s, and then there was another, you know, 10 that were down at the time. But they've got 400 active ones as of this weekend. It was crazy. And when I was at the the Underground Retrocade, Scott was telling me about other arcades in the Chicago area. There's one called um, No Limit that's just north of him, and another one that's downtown. Like, Chicago is a, a complete mecca for classic arcade game playing. And I'm incredibly jealous because I live here in Toronto, where my ho- my little condo with my two arcade machines is basically the biggest arcade in the city. <laughs> so uh, I'm so jealous. Scott was an amazing, amazing host. Like, just, I had such a good time, and he's taken a lot of pride in the arcade clearly uh justifiably i had a fantastic time and he's got all these little details and, and they're just opening so there's not like a lot of there's not a lot of decoration yet and stuff but he has some really cool things in the windows but they're doing little things that i really liked and and this is something he's done that also i spotted at the galloping ghost that on top of each machine there's a little card and the card's gives you what the current world record for that game is but more importantly i think it gives you what the current local record is so in this arcade on that machine our current high score is held by this fellow on this date and here was the score and a little picture of the guy who who has the the high score so if you go in there and you can get the the underground retrocade high score on a particular machine then they put your name up and and you get to own that that uh score
0: well, it's helpful to have a picture, too, so that if you see them playing on that game and they're and, and you've previously set a record, you can just walk up and unplug the game right as they, they reach that, that plateau. It's
1: called the McGinnis Maneuver. <laughs> I don't
0: know what you're talking about, Gareth.
1: I kept looking at the scores on the machines to see, well, what could I take a run at? Nothing. Underground Retrocade is home to some local players who are incredibly good. I couldn't believe the scores there. I played, I played GORF and I had a good run at GORF and their GORF machine there is, is fully active. Like the little things light up on the side and it's mocking oh, wow, you yeah. with the voice and such a fun game. And I got a decent score of like 200,000 or something, or something just shy of that. 100, 180, 190,000. Decent run on GORF. It was less than half the score of the local <laughs> guy. I, I, on GORF, I couldn't even make a run. Oh, and at the back of the arcade, he has um, a 60-in-1 multicade, uh, which was fun because I've never played with one of those 60-in-1 Gemma board thingies. So I got to play with that, and it introduced me to a couple of games I had never played before. He introduced me to one, the name of which I can't remember at the moment, and it's basically Defender, except you're looking forward instead of left and right, and it was super crazy fun. And... I found another game on that board called Jump Jack, which we have to add to our list because I got hooked and I played it for like 20 minutes and I can't get off the first level. But it was a super fun platformer that I'd never heard of before. So hopefully we can come back to that one. And more news at the front of it. He's got a um, a Fix-It Felix. Now it's a it's a not like one of the ones like I have from Disney. It's one it's a with just a reproduction with different art on it. But that is the main machine. So what's fun is it's right oh, up front. Okay. And then and when I was there, he put on this week's game because I told him what we're currently playing. And so he fired <laughs> it up, and I got to play it there. And I learned a few things about the game playing it on on the machine that helped better my score. So oh, it was awesome. Interesting. Yep, overall an incredible
0: trip. Nice. Well, I think that pretty much covers the news section this
1: week. <laughs> uh, no, there's more. I have I have more incredible news. You do. We talked previously about about uh, getting mame roms and where to get them. Well, I should have thought that, of course, if you're ever looking for something like that and you want something of maybe dubious legality, its info <laughs> is it free? Is it not free? Grayware. There's people like me who are like, eh, whatever, info should be free. And there's also people like Jason Scott, who who not only believe that information should be free and archived, they really, you know, put some effort into it. Oh, and, yeah. of course, he runs archive.org. And you can go to archive.org, and they currently host the entire 42.6 gigabyte uh, main ROMs, the current .0149 versions. And they host it, and you can download the whole thing.
0: No, they have a separate collection for the CHDs. Those are like 115 gigabytes. Yes, and I
1: think those are coming soon. They've got some of them, but not a complete set. So you can grab the complete normal ROMs as a big zip file. They also host it as a torrent file. So if you want to download that way, they said, great, we'll host the torrent. Sweet. Well done. So I'll make sure we have a link to that in the show notes. Excellent. Anything else? Oh, yes. Post-apocalyptic rock opera about Mega Man. I...
0: (laughs) Okay. <laughs>
1: Parse those words if you can, I'm, Mr. McGinnis. I'm,
0: chewing that. Yes. So it was it shut down the rest of my brain functions, actually. <laughs> so why don't you just go ahead and tell me about it?
1: It was, I found this in Wired magazine. I don't even know how I stumbled across it, but there is a band called the Proto Men and they are six or eight or 12. I don't know, 50 guys. It's, it's some large collection of, of guys and gals and they wear Robot masks, which makes them super cool. And they go by other names, like one guy's called Kilroy and that kind of stuff. And their current set includes this post apocalyptic rock opera that they've written that is actually the story of Mega Man. <laughs> so if you're into <laughs> Mega Man, and you should be, then this seems like a pretty cool way to celebrate that. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I, I was like, oh, oh, goodness. <laughs> Look at that. So that's very cool. Yeah. And I think the last thing that I we should mention is something from a couple of weeks ago that I think we forgot to mention was at the time we were doing the Rampage show. Hooray for Rampage. Two of, three, two of the three characters are very good. And mm-hmm. Brian Cullen, who oh, is the right. designer of Rampage, did an AMA on Reddit, and which is one of those ask me anything things. And I took the opportunity to say, well, then I'm going to ask him. What is up with the crappy character? <laughs> so what I wrote was, let me fire it up here. Um, I love Rampage, but I've always wondered why include a giant werewolf? I mean, I get the big ape, King Kong, and the big lizard, Godzilla. But why a werewolf? Which isn't typically associated with towering size. But why include that rather than one of the more archetypal giant monsters such as robot, insect, blob, etc. And he wrote back, which is very nice. So Brian defends the inclusion of the useless Ralph character by saying (laughs) efficiency for one thing. I wanted to reuse George's body animation sprites. So he had to be furry and the players had to be able to tell at a glance who was who. So a gray wolf with pointy ears seemed ideal. Jeff liked the onomatopoeia of the name Ralph, which sounds like a canine growl and the rest is history. So that is the official stance on why Ralph is included. I'm a little dubious because i think there's a lot like it's not that a wolf is more different than king kong or godzilla than a giant insect or robot or a blob but i do get the whole i want to reuse the animations because you got the growing and shrinking animation and uh space is always very limited so that i buy
0: yeah, I think he's just lazy and looking for an excuse when you <laughs> called him out on it.
1: Maybe it is. And I can
0: only say that because I'm quite certain he's not listening to this
1: podcast. <laughs> you don't know I how do. big our reaches.
0: I Yeah, well, I know that we have at least five listeners, and he's not among them.
1: Oh, okay, got it. So, yeah, so that gives us an, an official answer to something that has always bugged me about that game.
0: All right, well, I guess that's good to know. Yeah, and that's all I have news, news-wise. All right, well, that brings us to feedback. Feedback. Did we get feedbacks? Uh, We got a bunch of feedback. We did. We'll start with, I guess, the Facebook stuff, just because that's the hardest to actually get information from, so we'll get that out of the way first. Uh, We'll start with the recent posts by others on the No Quarter podcast. Ah. Classy Blassy, he writes, Since you mentioned 2,600 games on the Pitfall episode with the easiest-to-recognize music ever, let me say that Pitfall 2 was my favorite 2600 game of all time. A very Spectar-like game for the 2600 is Solar Fox. What do you say, Mr. Pirate? Targ, matey? Targ. He wants us to play Targ. And we played Spectar, and Targ is the prequel, I guess, mm-hmm. if you want to call Pre- it that. Predecessor? Yeah, predecessor by yeah. a couple of months, and the gameplay isn't all that different.
1: I had also suggested Targ for this week, actually. Coincidentally, I had suggested Targ for this week, and Mike shot me down. Well,
0: no. You had also suggested Spectar because you forgot we played it already.
1: Well, there's that. (laughs) (laughs) No, we'll
0: we'll definitely add that to the list. Uh, Oh, but if
1: we're if we're gonna if we're gonna trash talk each other, though, let's let the listeners into the whole story. So, we were going to play one game, and it turned out to be not a great selection. So, Mike writes to me and says, "You know what? I think we should go a different way. What what game (laughs) should? Do you have any suggestions? Something that is good and but a little a little maybe not like super. No. So I. Spend some time, I write up a list, I give him a list of five or six games that are, that I know are good and are really obscure, and then games that I know are good that are a little less obscure, and say, you know, here's a list, and Mike writes back, yeah, I'm going a different way, here's what we're going with. (laughs) So, whatever,
0: dude. I'm blaming our listeners for this one. Whoever suggested this game, um, you are banned, sir. I oh, banning f- is back. It is. Always. Oh, I see. Uh, I'm very angry about my score this week, and it's his fault, and so I'm banning him. I'm very pleased with my score this week. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Douglas Delecki Jr. wrote Anybody know where I can get a list of arcade ports for the NES? Unfortunately, it's the only way That's that I can play them. That is a good question. It though. is, and I don't know because I don't know. I know very little, actually, about the NES. So.
1: Well, Loadrunner was ported to the NES, I think, after the arcade version. So it's technically an arcade port.
0: I think that was a, J- a Japan-only release, though,
1: wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, for the Famicom, yeah. That's a really good question. I'll, I'll look around to see if I can find one, and if so, then I'll post it on Facebook.
0: And if any uh, of you yeah. listeners out there happen to know or have some have some title suggestions for Douglas, please let us know, and we'll pass it on. Yep. Uh, Lin tai who has written to us a few times recently, has been posting photos of the Singapore arcade. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a crazy taxi and he's got an Iron Man pinball game, some more modern stuff like Daytona USA. Looks like a fun place to go though. Yeah. Ultra Magnus, our good friend Mike Whalen wrote, I like Load Runner, but I really like Jumpman. Sorry. <laughs> so there you go. And Chuck, who, did you run into Chuck Burned at the arcade? I did not. Oh, because he was asking about, when you're going to be there and when he could run into you, he actually posted a picture of the frontage, the storefront of uh Oh Annabelle yes, I Hitcho think King. I wrote
1: back saying it would be Saturday afternoon. I was there for most of the afternoon. I Ooh. got there uh around one o'clock, a little bit before that, and then left four thirty, quarter to five, something like that. So it wasn't it for a, a huge amount of time, four and a half hours or so, and just and I stayed constantly. It was just me and and the machines.
0: Vintage Volts wrote in with another limer- limerick for us. Because he couldn't guess.
1: Nobody well actually no. One person guessed you know, this Flak week's game. It. Can't believe Flack got this. How crazy, crazy did anybody guess this game.
0: Uh, but Vintage Volts did not guess it, and he, so he wrote in to, with his um, head hanging in shame and uh, with another <laughs> fun little limerick here. He says, Wow, two weeks in a row where I cannot guess the next game. I suppose I should express how I feel with that by some form of ritualistic self-punishment described below. And he says, For a game name which I can't draw a bead on and the shame on me which has been bestowed upon... In the spirit of the samurai, a harikari of sorts that I ought to try by watching Hollywood zap and playing Zarzon. Don't
1: do it, dude. Don't do it. <laughs> that's, that's
0: too cruel. <laughs> uh, that was an awful movie.
1: It was so bad. Mm. Oh, my goodness.
0: Okay, so let's go to the inbox here on Facebook. We're going to read out some private messages here. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll that'll show people. That's right. People did not intend us to, to read them. We're going to. But we only got one Facebook message, and that was from Lim Tai Chin again. And he wrote, arcade movie is cool. How's the wizard? Have you seen it?
1: And I think I responded to him saying that, of course, I had seen the wizard because that is the, I think of it more of a, as a Nintendo. In fact, I think I wrote, it's less of a Nintendo movie, more of a Nintendo commercial, (laughs) Um, but it introduced the world to the power glove. So that was a fun thing. And I think I gave him a bit of trivia about the gal, Jenny Lewis in it. The girl in it went to be on to be the singer of Rilo Kylie.
0: And I guess we'll wrap up this week's feedback with talk about last week's game, and that'll lead us to this week's game. Sure. So last week, obviously, we played Load Runner, and one of the questions that we asked was, for those of you out there who have not played this on the home computer, who didn't have your first experiences with the Apple II, but have played this in the arcade, what did you think? And we actually did get a response for that. Carrington, do you have that in front of you? I can't seem to find it.
1: I do indeed. It was Anand wrote in, and he said, hey guys, great show as usual. You asked for responses from people that have only played this via arcade, and I am one of them. I have to say that I was quite surprised to hear that you both don't like it. (laughs) It is a game that gets a lot of plays at my house, and is generally quite well liked. The way I play is instead of going for max levels, I go for max points per level. Quite fun. Carrington, I thought for sure you would like it. I will go seek this out on the C 64 or Apple, and try it out to see what I am missing. You're missing a lot, it will spoil you. Play the Apple version.
0: And his technique was the reason I was able to beat you uh, in score. I don't want to talk about that part. <laughs> oh, I'm going to talk about it as much as I can before we get to this week's score. So. We also got some good stuff by email. Hey, I'm not done talking about my score yet. Oh,
1: <laughs> do you want to focus on that? You want to focus on the score for a little longer? <laughs> okay.
0: Before we move on from Facebook, I did want to mention here that uh, Classy Blassie also wrote. He's talking about the Apple II version, but he mentions that the he said the CFFA uh, looks like it is out of production right now. I just wanted to let him know this is really off topic. Sorry, folks, but you can actually buy the CFFA three thousand. It's now available. It just went on sale earlier this week. So go get one. Get it now. Get it we quickly because they will just go fast. talking
1: about that today on the latest uh, RCR Earl Evans and I were podcasting about that. It is, in my opinion, the best card to ever be created for the Apple II. mind blowing how good it is, and mm-hmm. yeah, if you don't have one, you have to best best thing ever for the Apple II. Love it.
0: Yeah, this will probably be his last production run of these cards, or at least at least this version of the cards.
1: So. Ah, I have to go buy more. <laughs> yep, I've already got two of them. I don't know if I need actually more. <laughs> ah, so we'll stock
0: up and sell them on eBay a-, a week after they go out of out of production. Right.
1: So basically, we got some email. We got a really nice one from uh Christophe wrote us from France okay. to say uh, many thanks for the work you guys put into this weekly rendezvous. Look at him using the French words <laughs> rendezvous with the arcade. Your dedication to the subject and occasional wackiness make this unique blend a podcast like no other. Greetings for France, which is really nice. And he said, P.S. I take this opportunity to suggest five great games you haven't done yet. And he suggests the following Carnival, Mr. Do, mm-hmm. Paperboy, Time pilot and track and field, and I oh, yeah. say all five are worth doing. I agree. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We will add them to the list. And we got email from a bunch of. Oh, you know, here's one that that is specifically for, for load runner. So Suzanne wrote in to say, you didn't. There's periods between each word here. You didn't mention the most important thing about load runner recently. Uh-oh. Colin. I don't know why there's periods everywhere, Suzanne, but there you go. <laughs> I read it the way you wrote it. And she links to Loadrunner Classic, which is um just LoadrunnerClassic.com. Oh yes. And and uh yeah, and I guess we, we didn't mention that, but we should have. So that's the official webpage of Loadrunner Classic, and you can play that's like the new version. Of the old version <laughs> so it all the things that i've been complaining about that were different in the arcade if you want to see the original the way i believe it was meant to be played with blue bricks and the proper graphics then uh this is a version that has come out for android phones and for um, ios you can get it on google play and get it on the apple app store uh, i have it from the app store totally great absolutely love it uh and i can't believe i forgot to mention it and that, thus all the periods between each word. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Suzanne. Totally a link worth. I'll make sure it's in the show notes. And I'm totally an iOS guy. Like I'm, I love my iPhone, Mm. but Android has that thing. Moga. Moga. I don't know if you know it. It's like a, it looks like a, a PlayStation controller with a little holder. So you put your phone on that, and then that gives you a PlayStation controller to play games. And it works with this, and that looks like an amazing way to play this game. So makes me jealous of you Android guys.
0: Uh, yeah, I've seen that. I, I actually have a, a an Android phone. And I'm not very happy with it at the moment. So we'll just move on.
1: Oh, okay, we have moved. I think that's the all the email I'll bring up. Um,
0: I do have to. I do have to ban another listener here. Um.
1: <laughs> you can't, can't, keep banning our listeners okay one more one more is all you get so
0: data jerk tweeted at us that i had posted the the score for this week's game my my super massive 6510 points (laughs) is that all you got so data jerk (laughs) wrote in and said sounds like a closet c64 lover trying to come out because of the 6510 chip subtle but we hear you mike loud and clear (laughs) banned egan banned I thought it was really funny. No, it's not. (laughs) It's kind of funny. It's a little funny. If you keep it up, I'll ban you, too.
1: Oh, no. Just be (laughs) silent. You should have a remote uh, mute
0: for my mic. (laughs) Carrington, I already do. (laughs) See how well that worked? (laughs) Yep. All right. So I guess that brings us to this week's game.
1: This week's game that, as far as I can tell, was only guessed by Flack and amazing ear that he could get this and it's unique enough sound that i guess if you know the game you would be able to get it from the music but i'm surprised anybody knows this game i know it was a a listener suggestion which is is why we took a look at it i had never heard of it before and the game is called clash road and no listener you didn't mishear me it's clash road none of us have heard of this before
0: which is sort of unusual considering that it's a well okay so it's a side scrolling bicycle race game where you have to navigate your way through many, 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 many obstacles and you're fighting against the clock because you have to complete segment. It, it uses a, a mechanic that a lot of racing games from that era use where the game was segmented into sections and then you had to, to clear the sections in a certain amount of time or your game ended. Um, you're, so you're racing at the clock. You have to keep your calories up or you, I guess, starve to death on your bicycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have other bikers that are on the road and they're trying to punch you. I especially like the, the Caucasian version of the, of Mr. T that Mr. they have. Mr. T totally. It's got the Mr. T mohawk. They did have the, the African American version of him. And so I guess in order not to be racist or something, they had the blonde.
1: These huge Mister Ts right. on their bicycles, <laughs> yes.
0: And as and there are there are runners on the road. There are logs. There are oil spots. You have there are turtles. There are birds. You actually want to run those over because those give you bonus points.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, like, other than the black turtle. Anyway, we'll get into the gameplay on this, but it's a bit confusing, H- hugely so. So it's a game from 1986.
0: It's yeah, it's later on in the in the arcade rush, I guess, if you want to call it that. Uh, I was made by a company called Wood Place Incorporated. I looked them up; they've only they only made two other games: uh, a shooter called Alfax Z and a boxing game called King of Boxer.
1: So I know King of
0: Boxer, which I
1: think was also called Ring King. Mm-hmm. So I'm aware of that one. Alfax Z, Alfax,
0: he Alphax Z, Alphax, you said? A L P H A X. Never heard of it. That one is totally new. I th- it is a space shooter. I'm looking at screenshots here. It All looks right. like. Very strange. Okay, I'm looking at
1: it too. You're right. It's a space shooter, and it looks like you get power ups by crashing into lucky cats
0: in space. That's an odd game. All right. Well, that probably explains why they only made three games. They did license this title to Data East.
1: Oh, uh-huh, there another... you go. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, they did license it to Data East and another company that I'm not seeing right now. They were probably the ones who made the bulk of these games. I don't. I think Wood Place probably. Dip their toe in the water and they were late to the game anyway and decided to move on to whatever else it is that they did.
1: It's an odd game, I gotta say. Like, there's, it's a bit of a mishmash, I think, because you've got, you've got your score like this going up and you've got this timer, but in addition to, and the timer is sort of, timing your lap and in addition to the timer you've got the calorie meter which essentially this is your fuel meter like so it's just like a racing it is a racing game but instead of fuel in a car you've got calories which is a neat idea because it's it's bicyclists and uh, you have to finish a a round with calories remaining so if your calories run out or get low they start to beep and if they run out well then the game is over so there's this stat another status bar in addition to all those on the very bottom which is shows you this particular round it goes from start to finish so there's a lot to be keeping your eye on and in addition to that the game is just a left to right so it's not it's not like a top-down view of a track you're just scooching along so it had a bit of a nintendo feel i thought Mm -hmm. and the tracks are fairly skinny right from the very beginning like it doesn't it doesn't ease up on that that first round it's not like it says, oh well everyone will get past the first round we'll try to get you hooked no it makes the first round really hard and it's These little skinny things, and it's a very crowded pack of of runners. And just like a game like uh, Bump and Chase or whatever, you can get knocked into the side, and then you crash. Like, if you touch anything, you crash. If you bang into other guys too badly, you crash. If you touch the side, you crash. If you hit a log, you crash. If you hit an oil spill, you'll shoot to the side, and you'll probably crash. It's uh, There's lots of crashing here. So the goal, like you said, is to get from left to right jump over these barrier things and these logs there's also sometimes gaps like after the first level you start to go over little bridge things and there's these these gaps that you can fall through and you have to jump right at the end of the part before it or you can't make it to the other side so like right away from level two it gets difficult there are these turtles on the ground and sometimes turtles have letters attached to them and you're trying to spell out the words clash road so the letters will always appear in order so if you don't have any the turtles will have a c once you get c the turtles will have an l so once you spell the words clash road you have a you're invincible for a short period only invincible in that the bad guys won't kill you but not (laughs) invincible in that you can still trip you can fall over things so so you can it's a pretty crappy invincibility but at least it lets you race quickly
0: i don't know man the jumping mechanics weird do you find that like you have to be up to a certain speed to be able to jump I did, yeah. This is this entire game for me was a struggle. It's a very high learning curve. It throws you right in the middle of it. There's no there's no build up to the more difficult stuff. It's you're just right in and and there's so much going on on the screen at the same time. For a while there, I had trouble figuring out why the game had stopped because where am I on the screen? Oh, I guess I got knocked off the bike. I didn't see that happen because I was looking at the turtles and the and the runner and the biker and the you know. I I have memories very brief memories of playing this game in the arcade as a child. Oh, NBA. really? Wow. Yeah. Um th- This would have been when I was in high school. I was... But you were in high school for a long time. Uh, I really was, yeah. <laughs> I've been in this school for eight years. What was that line from... <laughs> <It> doesn't, <Ben? laughs>
1: doesn't even narrow
0: it down. <laughs> I've been going to this high school for seven and a half years. I'm no dummy. I pumped a few quarters into it and got very, very angry because of how difficult and frustrating this game Mm -hmm. is.
1: It's funny how when Flack figured out what it was he wrote saying hey basically good choice he likes how nuanced this game is Ugh. it's like nuanced that's one way to put it, it is <laughs> it is a steep learning curve game it took for the longest time like honestly my first reaction to this game was i hate this game hated this game at the beginning oh i still hate it i it won me over but it only won me over because i can play it for free there's no way i would have put in i must have spent a hundred dollars in virtual quarters trying to get decent at this game this year i had a lot of time to play it and because there's and there's no way i would have put that kind of money into a game if i was actually having to cough up quarters. Just, I would have played this once and walked away. It's insanely hard from the very beginning. The, the turtles, for instance. like So there's these turtles on the ground. In multicolors, they have these letters. And you run into turtles, you get points for some of them, and others will give you these letters. That's all good. Other than the black turtles... The black turtles will will kill you. You can't just say, oh, there's turtles. Let me get them. You have to look at a turtle. Is that a dark blue turtle or is that a black turtle? Because <laughs> it matters. And this game is a very fast-moving game. There's no time to look at what matters. And then there's things like, like all the people on the track, all these other bicyclists, and there's these joggers. So they're all in your way. It took me forever to realize you're supposed to run into the joggers. They give you points. hmm I've been, I was kept avoiding the joggers because you've, everything trips you in this game. <laughs> so you would assume, well, if I run into a person, it'll trip me. No, if you run into the person, you, you, it's a, it's a good thing. If you run into the bicyclist, it's a bad thing. So that seemed kind of weird. And it was only when I was down in Chicago at the Underground Retrocade playing it there that coincidentally I happened to jump and run into a bird. And you're supposed to catch the birds. (laughs) I didn't realize that I thought there was birds up in the sky. You wouldn't think, but
0: you can, you
1: know, if you're in the right position, you can leap and you can hit them and you get bonuses for, for
0: hitting the birds. There's just an incredible amount of stuff going on, on the screen all at once and you have to manage it. (sighs) I found for, as I played that you had to sort of also memorize when, when the, uh, the logs and the barriers were coming because in order to get up to speed to jump over it, Basically, if you didn't know it was already there, you were going to hit it before you had time to hit the jump button to get over it. And you can't go backwards.
1: So if you get too close to something and you come to a stop, because I found a lot of times I had to like go slow to get get by mm-hmm. people, but if you get too close to a jump and you've stopped, you're just going. There's no way to not die because you can't go backwards to pick up speed. You can only go forward, and it won't let you jump if you're not going fast enough. So a lot of times I just went, "Oh well, I guess I have to kill myself now," and that kind of stuff. That that I found very frustrating.
0: Here's the thing, though. I, I sit here and say how frustrating it is and how much I hate the game. Like you, though, I probably pumped 100 virtual quarters in, into Clash Road over the space of a week.
1: Well, the games, for the most part, only last 20 seconds. <laughs> well, so that's true. Yeah. I can't believe how quickly I would sometimes die in this game. You go and you, you crash and you die. You die, you die, you die, you die, you die, you die, and then your game is up. But I found sometimes, like my man would start and within five seconds, I had crashed again. And it moves you back enough. It's not like if you crash, you start again at that point. If you crash, it moves you back, so you're going to have to do it again. And so you'll, if there's like a particular barrier you're having trouble with, or a particular jump, or there's an area that all the bad guys are clogging, you have to do that thing over and over and over until you get through it. It is a, it's a harsh game, man.
0: You know what, though? I think I'd prefer that to having to start all the way over like some of these other games that we've been playing. I want to put it, put me forward. Hey, you crashed here. Okay, now you're
1: on the other side of the jump. These are supposed to be money makers and there's no way I would have put real money into this game.
0: Yeah, that's that's my memory of, from high school is that I played this a handful of times thinking that if I kept at it I would get better and I didn't and I didn't this time. <laughs> this week you have proven that that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It was a it was a hard game. The graphics are 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 crisp and colorful. And they're what you would expect from a game of 1986. There's a lot of sound, and it all seems to work really well. The music is nice, and it's it's not intrusive and annoying. Uh, it does kind of pull you in. And so from a, a purely technical standpoint, I really enjoyed the game. I think they did a great job. It was just so, so difficult.
1: It is. It's a crazy hard game. I've One of the hardest games I've ever played. It's insane. It won me over. By the end of this week, like by, by a few days ago when I was playing it down in Chicago, I, I got to the point where I was actually enjoying the game. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the challenge. You were
0: lasting longer than 20 seconds.
1: Exactly. Well, I, once I finally could get past those first levels and you get into level three and level four, I didn't really get super far into this game, but you really do get a sense of accomplishment if you can do that because it's a lot of not even really pattern matching. It's a lot of just sort of getting into the rhythm of this game. Um, and so it's rewarding to be able to start to do a little better at it, but, uh, wow, it took effort, a lot. It's expensive.
0: Of effort. <laughs> it's very expensive. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just. Other than the 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 one cabinet that I saw as a kid that I played on, I've never seen this game anywhere else. I'd never seen it. I'd
1: never heard of it. Next week, I will have forgotten about it. This may be the rarest game we've played.
0: It does have a Z80 at 3072 megahertz, a sound chip, and several custom sound chips that are also running at 3072 megahertz, It's a horizontal screen, as you mentioned, 288 by 224 pixels, a palette of 256 colors, two buttons, and an 8-way joystick. It is immensely difficult for a game that just has two buttons and an 8-way joystick.
1: I'm just enjoying that you said Z80. I really stopped listening <laughs> after that. We, I don't know if we ever talked about it, but Michael, Michael Sternberg, wrote to us on Facebook, oh, sorry, I think, yeah, yeah. Um, telling us about some uh, other arcades, another retro key that opened in central Arkansas, and something for the events. Oh, we forgot to we're supposed to be talking about events. <laughs> you know, the format <laughs> of the show kind of changes as uh, week by week. But he wrote in. I'm trying to find. Here it is. He wrote in. Mike, don't give in to the Zed bullying. <laughs> really, I'm not out to be an ethnocentric punk here, but for Mike, he wrote this review. Shouldn't the Zed pronunciation only apply to products of the British Commonwealth, like the Sinclair ZX Spectrum? No, it's not the album eliminator by zz top <laughs> no it's not a chevrolet camaro z28 and no it's not the zilog z80 and but then he said wait a second since no quarter is a monster feed production does that make it a product of the british Commonwealth?" <laughs> never mind I swear. yes it does god save the queen and we say Z around no, here sir no,
0: let your let your z freak flag fly <laughs> it's, this is not a product of monster Fee. this is my idea don't you <laughs>
1: It is, yes, it is. So, I don't know, anyway, you saying Zen just now reminded me of that because it was <laughs> you know, super, I, f- super funny. Feedback. I do
0: that at work now, and people look at me weird, they're like, "What?"
1: <laughs> it's infectious. It is. Um Anyway, this game is hard. Is the is the point though? Uh,
0: let's just get this over with. Yeah. So you said your score starts with about six thousand. <laughs> well, no, it, it did improve, <laughs> sort of.
1: Well, I posted on Twitter a score of 80,000, 90,000, something in that range from a while ago, but I have improved so upon not it. I haven't about it. I have improved upon it, and I didn't even bother posting another screenshot because there was no trash talking coming the other way. So this <laughs> nope. was a slam dunk week. According to my last screenshot I took, the best game I got was 111,810. So 111810. All my scores seem to end in zero. So that's the best I did.
0: Okay, so, Carrington, why don't you go ahead and tell us about the cabinet? <laughs> what about your score, Mr. McGinnis? <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> that was on stage four, by
0: the way. Oh, and every
1: time you finish the stage, you get these weird cheerleader girls who are the joggers, now become cheerleaders. <laughs> that you and, ran over. Yeah, and so that you're supposed to run over, which... It, it, those little things, like once I realized, hey, you're supposed to catch the bird. Hey, you're supposed to run over the cheerleaders. Hey, there's certain turtles that are really good and give you double yeah, points. The bonus is really add up. Yeah, the bonus is super add up, Especially when you get the birds, because you like, get the red bird, it gives you double points for that round, so, so it's like super important to get the red bird and mm. yeah, and some of the turtles and and the pink turtle seems to give you random stuff. So you get lucky, pink turtle, you're good. But anyway, you do going hit the black turtle. What was your
0: score? I'm going to go ahead and open up the the no the no quarter score predictor trademark registered all that stuff. I would have got two hundred thirty two thousand six hundred fifty points. But what did you actually get? <laughs>
1: would have gone whatever you had tons of time to play this week you oh, said you played like a hundred dollars worth
0: i did yes and that's what that's what makes us all the worse it started with an eight okay well that's good so, so you got know, eight followed by three more numbers <laughs> oh i see well i'm gonna call that eight thousand even uh eight thousand eight hundred and sixty. Oh, that's not bad oh shut up <laughs> I wiped the floor with you this time, dude. You certainly did. Wow. Ooh, awesome. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I just could not get ahead of it. I think that may game. be our
1: biggest discrepancy ever. <laughs> My first games were all like that. I couldn't, Ugh. it took me forever to be able to even come close to finishing the first level. It was so frustrating. I would just die, die, die. And like the, at the first turn, it was crazy how hard this is. So. The cabinet the cabinet is, the cabinet is boring i and there are almost no photos of this cabinet so i'm going from very little info and i don't even i could find no flyers i found no manual it's a crazily rare game so i don't even know if this was released as anything other than a, a conversion kit so i couldn't find any side art
0: at all so maybe there was just a conversion for well, for other things Excel, i did find I wanna, oh did you I find correct you on that a little bit oh correct away dude well, the main info file, anyway, lists this, and this is the Status Games Corporation license from Woodplace Incorporated, listed as having been available as a, a dedicated upright, a countertop, a cocktail, and a kit. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I couldn't find it. I found one that had um,
1: the marquee, which is basically orange stripes and the Clash Road lettering in blue, but very, very, very generic. Uh, but that's it. Like I, All I could find were marquee art and bezel art, which shows some of these instructions. So I wish mm-hmm. I had found that earlier, but no actual cabinet art. So I don't know what the side art would have been. And I could find no control panel. I know that it must wow. be a two button game because there's a jump. There would require a jump button and a punch button, but I don't know. Presumably it's a four way joystick. I but I don't know anything about what this thing looked like. All I could find was somebody was selling a clash road PCB in Ottawa in like 2012, 2011, something like that. And could find no takers. So that, that's what I have found for sale. One guy tried unsuccessfully to, to very cheaply hawk the PCB and nobody wanted it. So that's the activity this game has had the last few years. That's it.
0: There's very little information about the, about Clash Road on the internet. Not that something has to have a lot of information on the internet to be popular, but you would expect more. It's on all the multi boards, it seems. If you get the like 128 in one and higher JAMA boards, it's always included. And the arcade Museum flyer section. The arcade flyer archive actually has a <laughs> rather uh, rather whimsically decorated flyer for the Status Game Corporation version. Oh, cool! Yeah. Nice. So we'll we'll go ahead and post that as well. They said the the bicycle race game quote hit the road with the newest Status Game. Hmm, it's sort of weird. At any rate, that's really all there is to it. I, I, like I said, they I think technically it was a polished game. I think I would have had a lot more fun if it wasn't quite so hard early on, but I didn't hate it. I didn't find myself wishing that the, the music wasn't playing or seeing glitches on the screen or anything like that. No, it's just it's just it's so hard. And maybe that's why I didn't do it very well. Yeah, it's too hard. It's too hard
1: for me as an old man. Even though I can play for free, <laughs> this game is this this is a young man's game. <laughs> I found it. I found a review when I was trying desperately to find info about this. So I found a review on, uh, on OneUp. So oneup.com. Uh, uh no V, N O E, and then just the letter V as the last name, wrote a review. So I'll have a link to the review in, in the show notes. Uh, and I, there's a couple of quotes I pulled from it that I thought, I found this when I was first playing the game. So I was deep in my initial hatred of this game. (laughs) Thinking, like, this is the worst thing ever. Oh, my gosh. It's just terrible. So at that time, I'm reading this review. And he says, the game was never ported over to the consoles, as far as I can remember. It's a shame, too. It's like the version of pro cycling that should be real and everyone should play this. And he writes, I love the nuance and control of the game. At the time, I was thinking, control? There's no control in this game. You randomly (laughs) flay around and die die in two seconds. But I did come around to to find that the game is nuanced. It's just
0: really fast-paced nuance. That's too much of a Twitch game for me to do. It's just it's too hard. Yeah, you're not going to see any of that nuance early on if you've never played this game before. It's going to take a while to get there. Yeah, and again,
1: in the arcade, there's no way this could have been successful. Nobody's going to spend that kind of money.
0: No, I don't think so. So we say, oh well. We do, and we move on. But uh, this is not a game that that you would need to go and get the apparently ultra-rare cabinet for anyway. It's just the... The joystick and the buttons plays perfectly well uh, on your on your home computer, your laptop, whatever main setup you happen to have.
1: I thought I thought so too. I didn't feel like I was missing anything playing this at home. And it's not a game that, even though it did win me over, I'm going to give it thumbs up overall. It's definitely not a game that I would add to my favorites, mm-hmm. and it's not a game I would seek out a a dedicated machine for.
0: This one I'll probably play a little bit more in the coming week because I've got some time off. Just to see if I can get any better at all at it. <laughs> right. But I don't I don't expect to to hang on to this one for very long. I'm perfectly happy to put it in the rearview mirror and move on to next week's game.
1: Ooh, next
0: week we're gonna have a game again?
1: That's exciting. The trend continues. What a surprise. <laughs> Will the game have
0: sound? It might. it might. Ooh. If it has sound, what would it sound like? It might sound like this.
1: So there you go, Carrington. That sounds
0: awesome. I bet I can do better this week than I did last week. (laughs) I bet you couldn't do worse. (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I guess that brings us to the end of another No Quarter podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Yes,
1: absolutely. And thanks to everybody for the the feedback as well. Our audience is growing Mm. and... Uh, the more we're interacting with you, the more just it—it's it, super fun. We have amazing listeners who are really interactive, and, I, and I'm super appreciative of it. So, if you want to join in the fun and join in the conversation, it still seems like the best place is hang out on Facebook. We have a very good little Facebook community growing. So, if you just go on Facebook and just search for No Quarter Podcast, you'll find us. It's a great place to hang out, post links, take guesses on the upcoming game, talk about the current game, that kind of stuff, and it's a really fun, interactive place to hang out.
0: Yeah, we'll see you all there. Absolutely.
1: Bye. Bye. You've been listening to No Quarter, the classic arcade podcast. Feedback can be sent to noquarter at monsterfeet.com. And like all Monster Feet podcasts, the original material in this show has been released to the public domain. So, why don't we have you sorry-looking lot of hopefuls make your way up the hill. Now, you uh, future members of the girls' ski team can all keep me company until it's time for you to take the track. Who'd like to uh, hold my clipboard? You'll make a fine little helper. What's your name? Charles DeMar. Shut up, geek.